the nifty chicks. You may see a different face here today. Um, welcome to the NF Tuesdays with the twist. We are coming to you live from Coin Agenda here in Puerto Rico. And as you can tell, I've got a guest co-host with me actually sitting next to each other. And uh, Rufus is here as well. Uh, many of you know who Rufus is, but we have um, Raquel Bus Buscano. Got it. You okay. nailed it. Okay. She is the novel and exponential technology lead for Deloitte. And I, I love the acronym for that. It's NEXT. So yeah. tell us just a little bit about what you do at Deloitte. And, and yeah, I'm yeah. excited to hear because I haven't actually even heard myself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, Raquel Buscano, Novel and Exponential Technologies. Next, so our team, you know, no, no shocker here, but we look after what's next at the firm. So our team is the one at Deloitte that senses and makes sense of emerging technologies for our firm, for our client, um, and really make sure that we're not missing the ball and that we're staying ahead of the game because technology is developing at an increasingly rapid rate. Um, it seems like there's new things happening every day, especially when you think about the blockchain and digital asset space. And so my team's kind of the one that, that focuses in on that and of course, we're here from CoinAgenda Puerto Rico. Um, I gave a presentation earlier today on just that topic about emerging technology. Which is kind of how we met, but not really. We actually yeah. ended up sitting by each other at lunch and started having a conversation. And I was in a, a place of, well, I don't know what we're going to do for the show today because Gen FT couldn't be here. Yeah. There were a couple other friends of mine that I thought were going to be at the conference. And I thought, oh, I'll just get one of them to step in as our guest host for the day but since they couldn't be here i was like i don't know anybody here and then we met and started talking and i was like oh my gosh would you want to do this with me today and raquel yeah. said yes so super excited to have her so in this episode of the nifty chicks we are going to discuss of course our, our experience as to what's happening here at coin agenda some of the latest happenings in nft news and I also have a question that keeps coming up for me. We had many conversations around it last week in Miami, and I wanted us to have a conversation about it. But I say, first off, let's go ahead and dive into Coin Agenda Caribbean and what your experience has been like here. Um, I yeah. know it's your first time in Puerto Rico. Yes. Uh, coming all the way from LA. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think day one's gone off to a truly incredible start. Um, I think there's been maybe, I want to say like 12 or 15 sessions so far. And the day kicked off with a um, fireside chat with Dan Moorhead, who is the founder of Pantera Capital. Um, you know, huge, huge VC in the crypto web three space. Yeah. And so one of the things that kind of was circulating here in the conversation was, of course, there's recent news um, um, regarding FTX, regarding uh, the current state of crypto, um, the bear market that we're in, all this stuff, and his perspectives on what the future would look like. And I think it's interesting, uh, one of the perspectives that came up was a move towards more regulated centralized finance. And Seems towards to be a theme Dexter, here, I feel like. Totally, totally. <laughs> yeah. um, and so to kick off the day with that perspective, I think really set the tone for the rest of the events. You know, we're really focusing on figuring out how do we create projects and initiatives that add value to people's life, that are inclusive, that aren't regulatory risks um, right. with meaning? But that's in my perspective, at least from the first couple 
first couple hours um, of our conference. But what, what about you? I mean, um, what sessions have you seen that have spoken to you? So I'll be honest, like this is a different crowd than what I'm used to uh, as far as conferences go attending. Uh, I mean, I've definitely, I've been in blockchain and crypto for a while, but I will say, mo I feel like most of the conferences have been lower level, like more in like beginner to intermediate level yeah. of, um, you know, topics and, and sessions and that sort of thing. And I feel like coin agenda is, it's an upper tier, like more high level. The tech savviness here yeah. is just undisputable. It feels like no one's really common, not to say that it's a bad thing, right? Because right. I think like what we want to do in the ecosystem is onboard more people, make it more inclusive, but it's certainly not everyone's first right. Web3 conference. Yeah, exactly. So I will, I mean, I'll be honest, a lot of the things have been over my head. I mean, I'm more of into the marketing and, you know, obviously the podcast and really like NFTs. And, you yeah. know, we talked about, you know, obviously I love women-led NFT projects and I'm all about, you know, what utility, how are they educating? How are they giving back to the community? How are they building communities? That sort of thing. And this space is definitely way more technical, like detail oriented. Yeah. Lots so. of, lots of heavy investment, financial yes. wealth management, um, I mean, NFTs, I think, are the other big topic yeah. here. And, and then, metaverses. They've been yeah, talking a yeah, lot about metaverses. Yeah. Uh, which I found very interesting. You know, just I was I was happy to hear because we talk about this a lot and that <clears throat> we're really not in a metaverse yet. There's many, I just call them verses because they're not all connected. There's no way, easy way to go between, you know, yeah. the different virtual spaces, virtual realities, whatever you want to call yeah. them. Um, and until we're able to do that, then that's when we can say it's a metaverse because True. then it's, you know, all connected and you can go from, it, you know, it's like going from California to Nevada or yeah. Arizona it, it's or whatever. Just, it's, just, it's a spatial internet. Right. And the same, the same ease interoperability that you have on the internet, you can expect in more spatial environments. And one thing that I think is really interesting too, that I spoke a little bit earlier today on is, the fact that we're moving towards, we're, we're moving to have these digital lives and putting ever more presence and uh, importance on those. Things right. like social media, Instagram, the way people curate their different social media presences alone signifies that we care about our digital presence. Right. And so when people ask, you know, well, well, where does blockchain come into the picture? I think the intersection between Web3 and the metaverse, it's they're not the same thing. They're not entirely different. It's more like a Venn diagram where there's overlap in the middle because you can have, you know, spatial objects that are NFTs, digital assets. And how do you create, take those digital assets from one world to the next, as you say? Right. Um, well, well, that's the intersection there. Yeah. So I think it's a really fascinating conversations today on, on all things extended reality. I love it. I actually um, bought a Paris penthouse in spatial.io. And I love it, but I can only use it in spatial. I would love to have my Paris penthouse be open and available for any, you know, virtual reality or space that I'm going into. So yeah. until we until we get there, you know, I I wish we'd stop calling it a metaverse, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I know you mentioned FTX and all. Obviously, we have been talking about this for weeks now. I know you can't say a lot, but what are your 
thoughts surrounding that and what it means for the industry? Yes. I mean, industry-wide, I think the analogy that I've been using, it's a little bit crass, but when the tide goes down, that's when you see who's swimming without their pants on, right? And so I think that we've seen over the last couple months, a lot of people swimming without their board shorts on. Yeah, And that's yeah. been the case. And I think that, you know, it's a sign of simplicity in the market is um, a sign of a maturity of the market. I mean, you think about our, you know, the stock market, most market, markets that are valid have cycles. That's understandable. But what I'd really like to see from the industry during this cycle is a focus on value-driven initiatives, um, reduction in fraud, and kind of the need for thoughtful regulation where it makes sense. Because uh, if we are truly gonna, going to design an inclusive ecosystem, we, we need to make everyone feel like they have a role to play or an opportunity to extract value from it. So those are my general thoughts. I mean, you know, FTX, I think is, I mean, if you haven't haven't heard, you can go on any website and hear um, many thoughtful analyses on it, but the industry as a whole would love to see us move towards that direction. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny because for a long time, I feel like I've been saying like, we don't need the regulation. And now I'm like, okay, fine, we do. Because I mean, we have to, we have to not only protect the investors that are, you know, putting their their paychecks, their hard earned dollars in there, but I, I mean, yeah. And a lot of a lot of the downfall I think that we're seeing is within centralized um, entities, and so it's not like decentralized entities are falling left and right per se. And so one of the things I also like to to talk about is, you know, when you program, you know, smart cancer code, it will execute as it's designed. Right. And so if you agree upon the design at the beginning, then the, the output should be expected. But human beings aren't like that. Uh, right. We are fallible. You know, we, we make mistakes. Our priorities change. We get greedy. Um, and mm-hmm. so there's a human error component to this that I think we're not talking about as much. And it's very easy to loop the blockchain industry and say all faults with it. Whereas you really need to say, okay, what in the industry is happening because of issues with the technology and what in the industry is happening with issues with human beings that you experience in every other industry. Right. This is, this is great. I love this. Um, So I want to make sure that we cover some of the the things that are going on in the news right now. So this is when I share my screen and present uh, some of the news. So I have to do this tab tab by tab because... Uh, it's annoying when I'm working from my laptop, and that's what happens when you travel. So, um, Coinbase, the iOS app is no longer offering NFT transfers. And I know you had a chance to look at some of these articles that I collected. So, basically, they're doing this in response to Apple. So, thanks a lot, Apple, for um, you know putting that 30% fee on NFTs. And so now, you know, basically Coinbase is like, well, yeah, we can't do that. So in this in particular, um, I mean, I think that the the ecosystem as a whole um, will have to determine, you know, what is an acceptable fee to pay because I under, 30% I under, is insane. I, I know, but I, I do understand both. I mean, there's level of investment that goes, there's level of investment that go into it. Um, but I think all companies that have an, um, a platform play like this will have to, will have to make that decision for, what was it? so I, I, you know, it's, I say it's a bummer that the Coinbase potential rollout happened um, in, in this fashion in particular, right. 
but I think that it's a broader conversation that needs to happen. That this is just the example that's hitting the news yeah. because yeah. most major tech players at our platform have well, that's that structure as well. There, I feel like there's a lot of conversations around you know the fees along royalties. Um, you know, yeah. somebody, I think it might've been in this article somewhere, but basically comparing it to Apple charging a fee every time you send an email. And it's like, obviously that sounds ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why is it okay for them to, you know, it, it, in my mind, it would be so different if it was like a one to 3% fee versus 30%. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, yeah, 30% that's over the top. And I think that's part of, I mean, I think it is the, those fee structures and royalties why we're seeing such a such a strong look at the Web three ecosystem and development. Because if creators were only saving one to three percent on the content that they produce, well, that's a little bit less of an issue. I mean, that's like your credit card transaction fee and credit card. You know, like, right. don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's yeah. not zero, but it's still something. And so, yeah. at some point, I think that there's going to be an industry recognition reckoning that says, okay, is that going to drive more people to Web three systems because they because they want to take back that 30%, yeah, that 50%, yeah. whatever is being taken from them and really get the true full value of the content they produce. Um, I think it'll probably take some time to get there, but as with all there's going to be an equilibrium. There's going to be an equilibrium. Yeah. As yeah. with all things in this space, I feel like we're always evolving yeah. and, you know, moving along. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to move along to... Sorry, I have to go back and forth, and it's so annoying um, when I'm on here. So the next one we're going to talk about is Artifact and Nike unveil the future of footwear. Oops, wrong one. There we go. Um, So you can see in this picture, like, look how cool those are. And yeah. they were talking about them, uh, I believe uh, Joel and Travis were talking about those on stage today that it's if you own a certain NFT, you'll get these physical sneakers. And I mean, those look so futuristic to me. And I guess you don't have to tie them. I'm, I'm still not really sure I'm how not, that works. I'm not fully sure on the, the physical attributes of the sneakers. Yeah. All I know is it's extremely cool. Yeah, uh, they, they look amazing. Um, so... I haven't watched this video. I think it was, I think it was a little over a year ago. with yeah. with Artifact. Yep. Um, and for me, it, it really was a huge symbol in the marketplace. That is a recognition of these digital assets right. and the value that they can have, how we can tie them to our physical lives. Because in the same way that I'm showing up today in a white blazer and a black and my hair up, and yep. I, I'm trying to present to you some image of myself that's right. created in person. And I'd want the same thing online too, right? And yeah. these digital assets. And so they do have meaning in our lives. They are interesting. I think it's a really interesting way to engage um, younger generations to build brand. Um, so... I'm excited to see what they take on that. I am too. I, yeah. I really love the integration of the digital into the physical space, and I love seeing more and more of it. I don't have it on today, but I have um, a NFT that got, uh, tra- I mean, it's, you know, it's a physical product as well. It's my fame ladies uh, necklace. However, I'm always scared to travel with it anywhere because 
it's one of those dual necklaces and it gets so tangled and so, <laughs> I know, I know. so when i first got it uh jen ft my co-host mm -hmm spent 30 minutes untangling this necklace for me. So thankfully I have an in-house jewelry expert that can untangle things for yeah. me, but she's not here. So I was, you know, yeah. scared to, yeah. to bring it. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on to the next uh, news article. And that would be um, Binance is releasing ape nft staking program so you can now stake your board ape yacht club or your mutant ape yacht 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 club i can't talk to earn daily ape coin rewards and i i feel like we're seeing more and more projects doing this in fact um at the end of the show we're going to talk about another project that just yeah announce the something similar well so i mean i consider you you know the you're very involved in the nft space what are your thoughts on this what's the incentive behind doing this how do you, um, I how think do you think it, it affects engagement i think it's great uh, i know so like let's actually just skip ahead because uh i want to be sure and talk about this and i feel like the two go hand in hand uh, but so one of our favorite projects or one of my favorite projects that we actually haven't talked about on the show yet primarily because it's not a female-led project. However, I had the chance when I was in Miami to meet their community manager, Tess, and she's going to come on the show. But so it's uh, Bulls and Apes, and they have a very interesting project. I'm not going to go into details in this show just because like there's a lot of thick components to it. Uh, but one of the things that they just announced while we were in Miami is um, they are... So they've already been staking. So you can... Claim so basically you can um, procreate. I don't, you, it's not even procreate, but you you mint a so that there's bulls and apes, and then you can mint um, teen apes, and then you can stake them. Go into the website every day, and you earn meth methane um, is their their coin. And so now what they've done is they've partnered with. Um, other projects. So I know one of them is Lazy Lions. I know there's others. I can't think of all, all the other projects. And then they're they're going to be onboarding more and more. So not only will you earn from your bulls and apes, but you will earn meth from staking your the other projects that they're collab with. So you can earn more methane and you know just continue to grow. And I just the the thing that um, that gets me about this is this project the. Uh, Bulls and Apes project is one of the only NFT projects that's currently profitable. It's it's, it's yeah. growing. Yeah. So they have had um, well. So they acquired Bulls on the Block, and that's part of this whole program that they're doing mm -hmm. with the collabs. And since then, they've had a four thousand six hundred fifteen percent increase in sales um, for the Bulls on the Block OG collection alone, and then. The sales for Bulls and Apes has increased by 1,381%, and the floor price has increased by 217%, which is crazy considering most projects right now are just like, woo, in a free fall. Yeah. So, no, but I mean, that's, that's, I think it's great for all the communities that are involved. I think it's great for the apes to, I mean, you might as well be making something from something that you own. You're not getting rid of it, you're just staking it. And, why not make something? 
Yeah, I mean, this is outside of the NFT space a little bit, but I think right now what we're seeing in the market is a lot of acquisitions, mm-hmm. um, you know, at a relatively cheap price. Right. Um, and That's so from, from, in, institu- in bear markets, from right? institutional what... investors, from, you know, um, from large players. And so I'm interested to see how this uh, how this bear market forms um, pockets of consolidation and maturation where we might not have seen mm-hmm. it previously. Not, I mean, personally get excited to look up this project after yeah, yeah. Um, after we log off here. But I, I don't know that we've mentioned it either, but another of my favorite women-led projects recently, I guess you would call it merged, and that is um, HUG and Meta Angels. And HUG, both projects, HUG and Meta Angels, are really strongly based in education and helping women and bringing more women into the space. Like I, I, we actually interviewed Meta Angels. Oh man, it's probably been June or July of this year that we had them on the show. I'll find that and of course put it in the show notes, which of course you can find at the niftychicks.io forward slash 132. And um, I'll link to the Meta Angels show, but basically you could loan your Meta Angel NFT to help a woman in need and help them get into the space they would. And then the other thing that they do is they do a, um, they gift one person, I think it's per month, uh, X amount of ETH. So it's not even a loan, it's a, it's a gift to help women that are in need, which I think is amazing. And yeah. Hug is, it, it's one of the reasons that I love the women-led projects. I just feel like they're, for the most part, maybe not all of them, but for the most part, they're all about helping, you know, lift women up and bring more women into the space and educate yeah. and make sure that we stay safe, which is what we're all about on the Nifty Chicks. So. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so moving back to the news and um, let's go to uh, something that I think you will appreciate as well because when we were chatting earlier today, um, we actually went to share contact information and I noticed that you had uh, a Red Rocks picture as your screensaver. Yes, yes. So concerts are, many of you know, they're near and dear to my heart. I loved attending concerts and something that we've talked about a lot is smart tickets, not necessarily just for concerts, but it could be for mm-hmm. you know sporting events, whatever it is that you need a ticket for. I mean, I've, I've used NFTs to get into, you know, NFT and crypto events so i think yeah i think they are the future and um you know they travis and joel bad crypto podcast they talked about it in their their uh session today yeah about how you know you get it you get a physical ticket or it's you know an email ticket and you print it out and it gets destroyed and like it's not worth anything if it's printed out on from your printer yeah yeah and and a lot of times they're even saying don't please don't print right now like we don't even want printed tickets yeah Uh, Yeah, with covid and everything yeah Yeah. and i you know for me i see a lot of what's happening in um predominant ticket exchanges and i think a lot of people are frustrated they're frustrated with the selling fees they're frustrated with reselling um it seems like a lot of these traditional you know, ticket exchanges have, you know, an immense amount of pressure on the industry and the artists that they, they work for. And so I think people are itching and they're starting to see, oh, this could be an interesting approach to be able to um, provide tickets, which I think is, yeah. um, you know, I'm hopeful for. Um, I also think it's just ease. Yeah. Ease, ease and simplicity yeah. of, of verification, right? And yeah. so for me personally, I would love to see 
I would love to see disruption in this ticketing space. And I, there's also a wide variety of things that you can do, such as dynamic ticketing. Um, one example um, that I was talking, I can't remember who I was talking to, was they were saying, you know, you go to a sports event and by the seventh inning, uh, maybe some people, you know, it's a blowout game. Some people have left their seats at the bottom row, you know, yeah, behind the dugouts. Yeah, of course. Well, what if I could go on, if I'm sitting in the nosebleed section and say, uh, for $1, doesn't matter how much, right. I'll go and buy those tickets because we know that that person has left the event and those tickets are now open. And so yeah, why there's not? so many different ways that we can unlock functionality and so much more we can do with ticketing. Or you've been to 15 games this year and we're just going to go ahead and upgrade you to these front row seats because yeah. you've got the crappy nosebleeds. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, and I have to just, I have to mention this just because I feel like it's been in the news, even though it's not in the news, I don't have an article about it, but I'm sure everybody's heard about the, you know, stories with Taylor Swift tickets and Ticketmaster. I would love, I have been complaining about Ticketmaster since I started going to concerts. I would love to somebody to see somebody take them down. I really would. They're just, they're horrible. They're horrible. I mean, in my perspective, when we, when we give, when we give that control, um, back to users, right? Um, and, and, and if you want to, if you want to go through whatever, you know, centralized exchange, um, whatever traditional yeah. company you can, you, but the thing is you have that choice. You have that choice to make those trade-offs as a user. And so I'm excited about more choice of the ecosystem because I think it will truly allow us to see where do people prioritize um, what they want. Right. Um, so yeah, love we'll it. More. Yeah. So I just have, so this, article is all about unstoppable domains and they're launching its answer to POAP, which is Relic NFT Smart Tickets, which we've talked about, but basically that's just the name of it. And it leads me into, so we had the chance, I had the chance to meet Sandy Carter at, um, uh, well, actually multiple events in uh, Miami. And one of the things that we talked about was... Uh, the women, top women, inspiring in the space. And let me just pull up. I was excited to see this. So is this the article? I think it is. Here we go. Um, so you can see the most inspirational women of Web3 and the metaverse. Uh, some of these we have had on the show. Uh, I know offhand Danielle, uh, from Fame Ladies, NFT Ignition. We're gonna, Sandy Carter's gonna come on the show with Unstoppable Domains, which that actually reminds me, going back to Unstoppable Domains, they're doing something really cool with um, digital identity uh, on Unstoppable Domains, and you can decide what you share or don't share with who, what, whoever it is that you're interacting with, and I really love that idea. And they also did something really fun. You can create your digital twin and like do a little dance with them. <laughs> so I'll have to see if I can um, get that and I'll insert my little dance yeah, in here. Yeah. It, was, it was really fun. But so it just, I wanted to tell everybody about this to, you know, go take a look at this. There's some very interesting, you know, females on here. Of course, you know, follow them, connect with them. And then also let us know if you want us to get them on the show because I think that could be super fun. And let's see, that's really about it because we covered the projects. Yeah. Is there anything that you want to add that we have not covered 
from the event or? No, I mean, I think I'm really excited about the event because one, it's an opportunity to connect. I mean, we connected over lunch and our, yeah. our shared love of scuba diving yeah. right before yeah. anything else. So um, I'm, I'm really excited about the future. I think that an emphasis on inclusivity, I love to see women-led projects that we're doing. I was talking to someone earlier, you know, just launching, a, a, you know, female-led VC, um, folks in the space. There's so much activity. And so if you're looking at this, you're wondering how to get involved, um, just know that you have a huge community um, that's eager to help you get on board, eager I, to help I, you I learn. I forgot. Please. My, the big question oh. that I keep being asked, and that is, it's to what you were just saying, is we we keep talking about you know onboarding one million one billion new people in this space but what are what are we doing now to actually take action to do that and what should we be doing or what could we be doing and i have my opinion on this subject but i would love to hear what what you think about it yeah i mean i think that the way to get more you know women specifically in the space is to create communities where it's safe right. to ask questions to get started early um, and also um, to create that community around programs that you ca care about and you believe in. Because personally, I mean, I think that we are influenced by our social communities more, more than we think. And unless we create that, that opportunity, I don't think we're going to see more people move into the space or more people extract the true value from Web3 or projects that they're interested in, whether it's just, you know, collecting NFTs or actually, you know, creating um, projects in this space. And so for me, it's all about community and community can be defined as anything. So if it's you and another friend that just say, hey, we're going to start small and we're just going to start chat every Tuesday. That's right. a great opportunity. If it's joining local events, if it's going to conferences, whatever community means to you, yeah. that to me is one of the biggest things. Um, and then also supporting other um, women in the space. And so, like I said, I was talking with this you know, female-led VC and they're saying, yeah, we, you know, we only 5% of founders in the VC space are women. Um, and we want 10% of our investment companies to represent women, right? So we have to see twice as many deals in the space, you know, or more. But it's all to encourage and keep pushing um, more activity in the space, which I'm, I'm hopeful, I'm excited about. But change isn't going to happen overnight. Love it. Thank you yeah. so much for being here on our live Nifty Chicks yeah. from Coin Agenda. What is the best way to get in touch with you, stay in touch with you, yeah. connect with you? The best way is honestly good old-fashioned LinkedIn. Um, Which I'm we just connected today. Yes. So, <laughs> that, And that's the best way to reach out. Feel free to follow me. Um, add me. Look at any of my team's work. It's a... Uh, you know, we talk about blockchain and digital assets, but we also talk about everything from artificial intelligence, quantum computing, uh, metaverse, AR, VR, all things emerging tech. So happy to stay in touch and connect yeah, with you all. Yeah, so maybe we'll have to have you back for another show. I would just love it. focused on all of those things. If it means me flying back to Puerto Rico, right, right. then we'll make and it happen. We'll go, and then we'll, <laughs> then we'll go to yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. I love it. Amazing. Okay. Thank you. So thank you again for being here. I just want to remind everybody, thank you for listening to the Nifty Chicks. We would love it if you would go subscribe on your favorite podcast player. And, you know, if you're so inclined, leave us a review. We love those five-star reviews. And as always, remember to invest in yourself. You are Hi, everyone. Please listen carefully to the following disclaimer. Neither the host nor the guests of the Nifty Chicks podcast are acting in the capacity of financial advisors. 
We wish to remain transparent and impartial to the NFT community at all times, and therefore, the content provided by the Nifty Chicks hosts and guests are intended for general information purposes only. Nothing written or discussed by the Nifty Chicks hosts and guests should be construed or relied upon as investment, financial, legal, regulatory, accounting, tax, or similar advice. Nothing should be interpreted as a solicitation to invest in any cryptocurrency or NFT, and nothing herein should be construed as a recommendation to engage in any investment strategy or transaction. Please be advised that it is in your own best interest to consult with investment, legal, tax, or similar professionals regarding any specific situation and any prospective transaction decisions. You must do your own research when considering investing in cryptocurrencies or NFTs. We are simply sharing our journey with you as we learn more about the world of NFTs. Happy minting.